Hello and welcome to another Cage Club Revisited. Today's movie is Snake Eyes from Snake 1998. Eyes. I'm Joey Lewandowski. And I'm Mike Manzi. And as we've been saying, as we learned recently, these are meant to be listened to while watching the movie. So grab your Snake Eyes DVD or this I think still might be on Netflix. It was on Netflix at one point. I don't okay. know if it still is or not. But we're watching Snake Eyes from 1998. <laughs> Brian De Palma. Brian De Palma. This was episode 32 in our original run, so if you want to go listen to our more thoughtful... I mean, that's still early in the run where we didn't necessarily know what we were doing, but... But that's the actual podcast. That's the actual podcast. In Cage Club Prime, if you will. The Prime Universe. Go to cageclub.me slash games, download your bingo card to play along with us at home. But if you want to play, we're going to play from the menu in 3, 2, 1, play. Playing. All right. There's the... All right, let's see here. Oh, Cage is on the phone. I know I'm going to have that in the opening scene. That's good. Great opening shot. Gambling, yep. Bad CGI? In a casino. Bad CGI? Hmm. Twin Peaks connection, for sure. Mr. Jackpots. (laughs) Good one. Oh, here we go. We're on TV, right? Yeah, yeah. The framing device of the storm of the century or whatever. Oh, that never... Yeah, that... Oh, right, that does come back at the very end. But I think it was supposed to play a much bigger part. There's supposed to be, like, a flood and a whole action sequence at the end. I like how it starts off in this, like, classic, you know, golden ratio, the 4 by 3 framing, and then it opens up into, like, widescreen. I just watched mid-90s. Which oh, okay. Is the whole, you know, the whole thing is the four by three. Yeah, it's um. Oh, it's in fourth. I haven't seen it yet. I want to. It's only. It's going to be out of theaters by mid next the week. Reason, yeah, I went. I went to see it this past week because it, it was in my theater for I think a week or a week and a half, and then it's. I'm trying. It's down to the one showtime a day. It's yeah, like and the one o'clock. showtime for appears eleven p.m. I'm like, dude. Yeah, I'm, I mean it's short. <laughs> it's it's good. I mean, like that's that's still late, but it's it's short. You know what I mean? So. Mm-hmm. This is so funny. Take two. <laughs> oh, I forgot Luis Guzman. Wait, that whole movie is in 4-3? I mean, all of America. Honey's in 4-3. I feel like that's mm-hmm. just like the A24. Oh, also uh, Ghost Story. True, true. Yeah. I, I like that. I mean, you know, it serves its purpose, that ratio. It's, you know, it's still used for a reason. It's not just... Oh, there he is. Oh, there he is. He's on TV with, what's his name, Kevin Dunn from... Oh, Transformers. From Veep and, and Veep. Yeah, that's Shia's dad in Transformers. Wacky wardrobe. I mean, you know, if you yeah, got it. I don't have it. I got it. Damn. Is that the first block of the day? I think it is. I want to turn this up just a little bit because there's it. no subtitles. I no, think. yeah. I believe there's there's foreign language subtitles. Well, that's not going to help us. Even though, no. well, I mean, you can put it on. We can learn Spanish. I don't know. I saw some before, but just let it be. Cage ruffling his hair. I have a X Files connection on my board. Still I'm trying very shot. desperately to to link it here. I mean, that's you know, I'm going to be able to do that at some point, just because mm-hmm. there's like 220 episodes of the X Files, so I can connect it to anything. Really, this is really cool. I love. I Cage really like phone. this. This shot is. I forget how. Long and well orchestrated. There, there was a there was a cut, but yeah. it was like a behind the somebody's back. Yeah, but it was you know it's still cool. Nowadays they would digitally sew that together. What is this like thirteen or seventeen minutes or something? It's like maybe the first the entire opening reel. Like it's very Hitchcock. 
like in that way. I, I kind of wish the whole movie like was rope. like this. Have you seen Rope? No. So you would love it because it is like this. Like Hitchcock, it's it's presented as one long take, but he hides the edits at the end of every reel. Yeah. So it's crazy. Well, I've seen other movies that do that. Like Silent House did that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I mean, one. when did he do that? Like in the sixties. 50s, maybe? 40, uh, I think the 40s. I don't know when Rope came out, but we're, we might get to him. <laughs> oh, what's what I love about that is that <laughs> you know, we see it on this side, and then later in the movie, we're going to come around and see the door from the other yes. side, right? Like, yeah. after this whole shot is... It's really cool like that. I mean, the scene of him hopping up and down. The Rashomon-esque, like, alternate perspective of events. Unfortunately, this movie really never lives back up to this opening take. Like, we're like, oh my god. Well, no, but Ellie, it had gets... you seen this movie before we did it for no. this podcast? Because I remember, I think we talked about it, we're like, oh my god, like this movie, like this intro is so cool. And then it's just like, oh. Yeah. And then it ends in a crazy, crazy ring it, in the concrete it, it, column. It gets confusing and convoluted. And yeah, as we get deeper into the conspiracy, because this is the movie about conspiracies, you know, oh. five people make a conspiracy. Oh, wow. So we got that coming up. I always it's still a major freak that out. With seeking justice. No, because the hungry rabbit jumps after that. Yeah, or maybe yeah, thirteen years after this, he's got great energy in this. Like he is electric in this. Cyrus the virus. Cyrus Guzman, right? That was probably a cut right there around that corner. Mm -hmm. It's interesting. Last maniacally. Oh. Oh. Do I have last maniacally? I feel like maybe I do. Maybe I don't. I'm going to say someone makes a threat. I feel like there was threats there, definitely in the first scene. Oh, certainly. Like, when he's talking to the guy at... When he's talking to the guy on TV, maybe. Oh, we really did get cut. So Cage is a detective, correct? Atlantic City? I think so. That's what's happening here. It's fight night. He's sort of on the take. I guess his arc is he becomes less of a dirty cop. You know, we have a, Ooh, a, nice a, move. an understated one there, but Cage, as we've come to learn, really known for the point, like the, hey! Oh, he yeah, just good, did that there, yeah. so. Do we, do we have Cage points? I know it's a block, but Is I don't think it's on mine. So, Atlantic City, can I put down the beach? Since, you know. Uh, well, no. We I mean, have to the see end. the beach? At the, at okay. The end, well, we right. have a boardwalk, I'll give it to you, <laughs> but right now. Because that first, uh, the, the reporter was on the boardwalk. We just didn't really know the, mm-hmm. the place and the setting for that. you got to turn the camera around and see the beach. I know that someone's going to say the titular line. One moment at some point. You got snake eyes. I remember I screenshotted with the subtitle because I was like, awesome. Oh, oh so I guess the Blu-ray has subtitles. Yeah, that's what it is. I've been slowly trying to... You know, Mike, you got to go spend probably an inordinate amount of money to upgrade this movie that you may never watch again to Blu-ray just because now you should. You could have subtitles. Maybe if the Palm... Oh, look at him. He's he's really doing it here. It's crazy. It's like... I know he can't just switch it on and off, but the way it seems like Cage can switch it on and off. Like, he was just being deadly serious with Luis Guzman, and he turns around the corner, and he freaks out about the champ. I just crossed off subtitles because in the opening when they had the reporter on screen, there was a subtitle of some kind. I don't I don't remember what it said, but I think it might have been her name, like maybe lower third, but I oh, okay. put that on there. All right, all right. But no, I do like that he is – I mean, I, I can't imagine how difficult this was to shoot and block and stuff, but he is super animated into it and like just like he's having fun with it. Yeah. And I guess that's what happens when you're – he's only like 34 here, right? Like he's – 
Yeah, and even I mean, De Palma was, you know, he was becoming way more mainstream with like Mission Impossible and things, and like he's still bringing his like weird flair to it, like this extremely long opening shot, and and so like I'm sure they were both excited to be working with each other on this thing. And then we get Gary Sinise pretty soon too. I forgot all about him. Does he come back? Does he love our cage movies? Don't believe so, but we are going to see him. Can I mention something about our next podcast? Because he's going to show up as Lieutenant Dan. Oh, boy. Oh, man. that's oh, I can't wait for Lieutenant Dan. I really actively don't like Forrest Gump. Well, that's a different story. We'll get to it when we get to it, but I, that's how I discovered Gary Sinise was Lieutenant Dan. So I, I like his performance, and I think that character is very interesting. So... I've only seen Forrest Gump maybe like one and a half times, so maybe I will like it. Okay. That's, that's one of the ones that I'm most so that, looking forward to and also most worried about. That was a summer where like we would escape to the movies a lot, and I must have seen that three or four times in theaters. I also haven't seen it since I knew who Robin Wright was, so that'll be interesting. Oh, okay. Jenny. Princess Buttercup. I also haven't seen Princess Bride since I knew who Robin... Basically, I didn't know who Robin Wright was until House of Cards. Oh, really? Because, I mean, you know, why, yeah. why would I know who an actress was so in those movies? It's funny. I, I, um, I found her... I guess I... I don't want to... I guess I realized, I guess, who she was when... Um, I know we don't like this guy, Sean Penn, but her and Sean Penn and John Travolta made a movie... Um, I think it's called She's So Lovely. Okay. And I was, it's like a crazy powerhouse performance from all three of them. It's a really crazy movie. And I was like, who is this person? And I went and looked up and I was like, oh my gosh, it's Princess Buttercup. That's amazing. And that whole thing. And then that, you know, there, there it was. Now, Gary Sinise is some, is some kind of military dude. Do we, can we click off war here? I think that's a stretch. <laughs> I'm just asking. Oh, I'm going to cross off gambling, though, because he was making bets. Oh, yeah. That's for sure. I mean, I guess that's the question. Is military war even in a time of peace? Right. Oh, maybe if Gary Sinise... <laughs> <laughs> that's great, yeah. Maybe if Gary Sinise later says, we're at war here. Sure. I'll, if you can hear him say that, <laughs> I will oh, give you that. girl in the red dress with the red hair, wasn't she... That's some, Gary Sinise looked at her as some kind of distraction or something. I'm going to cross off overreaction because he is way too excited. He for loves the champ. A, a random boxer to be introduced here. I got to study my card for a second. All right, what have I seen Gary Sinise in where he looks like real grimy and like recently? I can't. Think of anything recently that I've even seen him in. Gary Sinise, or maybe I'm confusing him with somebody else. That cage shirt and ensemble is giving me a, a sort of an acid yellow vibe with the mustard color. He, oh, he just mostly does CSI New York, huh? Oh, that's right. Yeah, he landed on TV. So he's set for life. Yeah. Oh, Reindeer Games. Oh, my no, goodness. No, that's what I'm thinking. With He has the long, greasy hair, right? Oh, my goodness. Yeah, right? yeah. Plays the... Like pretends to play Charlize's brother, right? Yeah, but it's actually her boyfriend. Spoilers. And oh, isn't it? In... And then it also gets double crossed. So it's like a triple cross movie. He's also going to be in the Green Mile, the other Tom Tom Club. Wait, hold on a second. So we have here Kevin Dunn, who I mentioned is the guy who cage ruffles his hair before. I think we might have talked about this on the podcast because Gary Sinise is playing a character named Kevin Dunn, yeah. <laughs> but Dunn spelled differently: D-U-N-N-E. Weird. Okay. 
Did you get sidetracked listening to Cage or, or hypnotized by his I did. chest well, hair? Gary Sinise, that, that's what I was thinking of him in. Okay. Now I'm just looking to see if there's anybody who comes back in a different Cage well, movie so I can cross off this box. He is the king. That's uh... There's Elvis. If you have Elvis. Oh, Elvis or the Beatles. I'll say Elvis. Whenever, whenever Cage says the king, like you can't not think of. That guy looks kind of like David Cronenberg. All right. The director. My dad would tell a story. Days. So my dad's grandfather? Oh, a little basic instinct with the leg crossing, but it was definitely a signal. I'm sorry, your dad's grandfather? My dad's grandfather, I think, was a doctor and apparently very wealthy, which did not translate down to us at all. <laughs> it was gone but by then. There's a, the woman. Is that the woman in the red dress we saw before? Uh-huh, yeah, right? uh-huh. It's all part of the ruse. And, oh, right. And my dad would tell the story about how his grandfather went to a boxing match. Okay. And it was apparently over so quickly that my, my grandfather, who was in the front row... Again, I don't know if any of this is true. Okay. This is as, this is as believable is as... Is that a gold trivia. phone? Wow. He's, yes. He's on fire. And my, my dad's grandfather looked down to light his cigar, looked up, and the boxing match was over. Oh. Like he paid all his money for the front row seat or whatever, but... You know. Again. Don't smoke. Whether or not that's true <laughs> or not. Who can say? Back when you can smoke at the boxing match. Oh, Is it's... Carla yep. Yeah, yes. And later she will lose the wig and lose her glasses. Well, that's, and... a, that's a crazy outfit she's in right now. Yeah, she looks like Silver Sable or something. I mean, I just, I've been playing the Spider-Man game, so... Oh yeah, I need to. Been reminding me. I'm hoping that's on sale on Black Friday. So this episode comes out this week. Cool. Uh, so then we will record the other one that'll be out in two weeks, which I guess will be like our our Thanksgiving episode. We're going to record oh, that today. Cool. Wait, do we have a movie that we could do Thanksgiving? Oh, uh, well, well we have a Christmas. We mm, yeah, we have a Christmas one we could do for. Well, we have two for Christmas, but I think we already did one, didn't we? Do Family Man already? No. Oh, and then we we're have do Family Man, Trapped in Paradise. Yep, those will be our December ones. But I don't think he ever did a Thanksgiving themed. Although I'll tell you I mean, what, there's a Thanksgiving parade at the end of Wonder yes. Man, but we did that already. I, I oh, there's the eye in the sky. I would love to see him in one of those rom com family drama drama family rom com. How do you? I don't know, but like rom com rom com yeah. fam fam. Where it's like coming home for the holidays and Cage is like the patriarch. Oh. There is an assassination. And there we have the... So here's going to be... I've been thinking about this whole movie. Here's going to be my X-Files connection. Conspiracy. The whole X-Files is a conspiracy. Government conspiracy. Government cover-up. Right. Where's Mulder's sister? Samantha. Scully, you don't understand. I had a sister. She was taken in the middle of the night. I'm currently looking at uh, John Hurd. And, of course... Kevin McAllister, or Peter McAllister, oh, Peter McAllister, yeah. but he's also in Big, which we will get to soon. Oh, that's right. I don't get it. I don't get it. This is crazy. This like the, the, the scale of this. It's awesome. This. Yeah, I forget. I'm getting like all wrapped up in it, which is good. I assume because like we've been kind of ignoring the movies in the past couple revisited episodes, which is you know kind of fine. Like. Some of those movies, there isn't as much to just like. I mean, we're gonna we're gonna start paying less attention to this movie. I can tell you very soon. Well, maybe not. I it just it draws me back in better than than the last couple. I think. I like that did. Carla Gugino has spent most of her. life... Oh, he just decked a guy. Oh, like that she spent most of her life, sort of in genre pictures. Like she's doing a lot of horror lately. She was obviously in Watchmen, Sin City. Oh, she was on Entourage. 
Oh yeah. Oh, she played Karen Sisko. I was. What was I just? Oh, that's right. Yeah, and the TV show oh, for. Oh, um, I was thinking is on. Oh, is in, out of sight. Yeah, right? he's in and out of sight. J Lo plays Karen her. Karen Sisko, the J Lo character, had her spinoff TV show played by Carla Cugino. So, huh. a little bit of a Soder connection there. Wow, this is still going. This is like full scale to Palma. What what timestamp are we at at the, mo- the movie, Mike? How far into this? Fifteen minutes. Yeah. So, not bad. Basically, that Palma. opening shot was about the first reel long. That's incredible. That extra cop was kind of crazy. It had like a weird sort of like Frank Rizzo kind of voice. <laughs> there it is again. He's like, get out of there. It's like, is that what a Jersey cop sounds like? I don't know. <laughs> that Jersey cop sounds like it's like that much. So this is the second movie that comes to mind in Cage's career where there's been a rogue American military <laughs> guy who's like trying to conspire against the country. What was the other one? The Rock. What about the, the third one? Uh, Snowden? Okay. In a, in a different kind of way. But on, you know, fighting for the good on that side, I guess. Sure. Say. Yeah. I mean, I guess it depends on who you ask, but yeah. Oh, uh, Kevin Dunn will come back in Frozen Ground, so I'm going to cross that oh, off. Oh, sweet. Someone returns from another Cage movie. Uh, if I get magic mysticism, which I don't think is going to happen, I would get a bingo. Um, if we get nudity and a time jump, which we're going to get a time jump, I think, shortly when we, oh. when we go back, right? Like, even if it's still a little one, but... I need him eating. I need, like, a montage. i got to start thinking about how this crosses over with other shows on our network, you know? Like, that's a new block on here that... Uh, Do you have it on your board? Uh-huh. That I got on my board. I mean, if we did De Palma for Cinemakers, which I guess we could at some point. No, oh, well, we've been mentioning all the Hanks crossovers, but we haven't recorded those as of yet. So, I don't know. I mean, we and did I also, it. I mean, it's also tough to be like, oh, this actor was in the movie with another person. Like, that's, that is true. That is a valid point. But it's like, oh, this guy was in a Keanu. Like, it's, you know, if yeah. Keanu's in the movie, that's one thing. But, you know, but if it's just like, <laughs> this guy acted alongside Keanu, it's a, it's a, I feel like that's a, a bridge too far, if you will. Well, I Maybe guess. not. We'll see. When push oh. comes to shove, if it's if it if it's you know bingo or not, and it comes down to that, <laughs> I'm really gonna start. If I can win, it's gonna be good. I'm gonna start pulling hairs. If Cage drinks alcohol, which I don't think he has yet. He hasn't eaten. I'm surprised during that opening sequence he didn't like grab like something out of someone's hand or some popcorn and like shove it in his mouth. Almost like a rusty situation from Ocean's Eleven or something. Yeah, Cage smokes. If you have smoking, I don't know if I do, but no visible tattoo. One. Now Cage wears a hat. Can it be a metaphorical hat? <laughs> I'm gonna say no. I knew the answer to that before. I just wanted to, you know, little cage club comedy. And he's intense here. His eyes are like he's on the job, gray man. Gray or silver, you know. It's Someone like got assassinated right next to him, and he he was like, yeah, he was so off the clock. Like he let his guard down entirely. I can't cross off a woman as attacked, right? Because Carla Cugino wasn't attacked, right? It was. Oh, she got sh- she she took one of the shots in the arm. Oh, then I'm gonna cross it off. Yeah, I would say so. And then like got trampled a bit, and someone stepped on her glasses. And Twin Peaks connection because they're in a casino. Uh, so if, <laughs> if we jackpot. get bad wow. CGI, I win. Cage drinks alcohol, I win. Magic mysticism, I win. This is not a Saturn film, right? This is before. No, Saturn no, films. yeah. This is this is not a Saturn film. All right, that guy is out of his league in this scene right now. <laughs> Shout out, Jersey.
Acting case agent by appropriate federal authority. That's kind of a tongue twister. I mean, and he's still going, yeah. What's weird about the outfit, maybe not weird, but like from the front, it's it's, it's sort of like a reverse mullet. It's like party in the front, but then business in the back. Like when he walks away, he looks like a cop, and when he walks towards you, it's just like, who are you? Like, what are you wearing? You know what what this reminds me of? Like later in the movie Next, who will play the man of solid gold or something like that? Like, right? That's what it's based on. And here he's wearing, he's like a gold man. You're a real gold man. <laughs> this one, soul, ladies and gentlemen. You know, I was thinking, I, I can't get it out of my head. I don't know that we should, because there's n- very little reason to, but after we do all these movies for this, mm-hmm. I, there, there is an inkling in me to just go back and do actual episodes of all of these again. I mean, I'd be up for it if we, you know, because I have, I feel like I'd have a whole lot more to say and like a whole different perspective on it and... I mean, I would be down for it, you know, do, do it all over again. <laughs> we were talking the other day about like how... we could we... have different guests and stuff. Well, Sorry we to didn't really have guests for a for lot of... a lot of those opening ones, yeah. Which I remember, the re- the time when I knew that this would be more fun than just like, you know, not that just talking to you wouldn't be fun, but like, when we reached out to Tobin, shout out our co-host, uh, The Contender, shout out The Contenders... And we're like, hey, do you want to do this? And he's like, yes. And he like he signed up for like seven. We're like, oh, right. Like if he like this guy with like yeah. a family and a life like wants to talk, like we're like, I'm like, oh, this could actually be something. Yeah, that kind of opened our eyes. Where it was like, let's ask some more people. Like I didn't really consider that they'd you know a want to do it, but b do several episodes. So yeah. like that was cool. But yeah, we could go back with the whole like all the new friends we've met along the way. Um, you know, the people that are way into Cage too that want to talk about other movies and. Yeah, I don't, what would we what would we call it? Uh, Cage Club again? <laughs> uh, we, we have we have, we have time to figure that one out. <laughs> I mean, we've got yeah, we've got a sort of stacked plate at the moment. It's gonna because, it's gonna take a year or two to eat. Well, that's everything. what I was saying. You know, you know, uh, we were talking the other day about how I mean, we love doing this just for fun and for free. But like, I would love to be able to make a living on this, so we could actually just because mm-hmm. we have so many ideas. Yeah. And basically just bad pun names for podcasts. And like, yeah, and I would also like to just like produce other podcasts too, like come up with ideas and assign it to people or something. Yeah. I don't know, but help work up and produce other people's work. Which is why, you know, at some point I think we might do a, a Patreon or something. I don't know. We'll we'll figure that out. But I just, I, I mean, that's not going to be allow me to quit my job. No, yeah, no, but, exactly. You know, I would just love to just do more movies and just have the time to do that, yeah. Because then we could, you know, if we if we had say say it was a full time thing and we put out like five new, five shows a week, right? Like just mm-hmm. you and me, we could do a, a day of Cage and a day of the Tom Toms and a day of like Jill and Holics and right. and a we day of have every day. and a day of whatever. And then we would episode, you know, we would watch a movie and record and edit one a day, but that's still like less than an actual workday time. So you know, right. it's just uh, it's a pipe dream, if you will. Yeah. Never, never know. Fingers crossed. Plus, this guy, I feel like he should have been pre- played by Josh Brolin, even at the time. Look at this guy. If that was like a young Josh Brolin. <laughs> I mean, he had worked. He had done sure. Thrasher and Goonies. When, wait, when did he come around? When um, did he come? 80s. Like, have you seen Thrasher? I don't even heard of Thrasher. Okay, dude. So, like, if you liked Rad, you'll love Thrasher. <laughs> it's basically skateboarding instead of... BMX biking. All right. And he plays, it's based on real life skater Mike McGill. So, like, he's playing someone 
based on like an actual skater at the time that was pretty large and like everyone is in it doing cameos from like Tony Hawk to like Christian Hassoy to like all the Bones Brigades like dude like it's crazy it's so good it used to be on Netflix like I remember when Netflix first started I couldn't believe that that was on there streaming so Josh Brolin was born in 68 so he would have been 30 at this point his first movie was The Goonies where he was 16, 17 Wow, he looks way older. <laughs> and then he's been in a bunch of stuff. So what year was Thrasher? Does it say? 87. 87? Two years after that. Okay. No, 86. 86. Oh, Thra- wow. Thrash in. Thrash in. Apologies. Yeah, because it was like licensed off like the magazine, I think, because they used the same like font and title as the Thrash in magazine at the time. He was in Mimic, which I think I Oh, owned. and he's in the uh, Kevin Bacon Invisible Man movie. Hollow Man. Yeah, with Elizabeth Shue. One of the movies in which you see Kevin Bacon's dick. He's yeah. in, oh, he's in Into the Blue, one of his earlier movies. That's the Paul Walker, Jessica Alba oh. heist in the don't water? question mark to me. I don't know. I never we'll heard do, of it. I think we're going to do that for the uh, Paul Walker Memorial Lap. I think the, the earliest movie I've seen him in, weirdly, is Grindhouse, where he plays Dr. Block. Oh, wow. And then Mrs. Dr. Block, Marley Shelton. She's great. But then he's also in, in the Valley of Ella and American Gangster and No Country Roman. I've seen him in four yeah, movies. Yeah, American from Gangster. Like just, whew. <laughs> Cage is doing that like sort of forties pattern now. Like he sounds like ooh, a little ooh, bogey. Ooh, drink alcohol. Drink alcohol. You're in a bar. Drink alcohol. Let me win. Let me win. Drink alcohol. Ooh. Eat ooh. something. Did I he's just reach some eating? Oh, he's making a drink. Here, I'm getting I'm getting this ready for just. Dis- <sighs> Time stab. This is going to be a, a relatively quick one if he does. This is really going to annoy me, though, because this feels like he's going to make he's a gonna, drink like, and not take drink a it. <laughs> or he's going to throw it at something. You know what I mean? Like, just throw it fight, champ. So this guy is uh, the detective in the Monster Squad. Who, the, the champ? Yeah, I think so. I haven't seen Monster Squad in years and years and years. I remember it being good. I, I really recently found out like it's got kind of like a bad reputation in the same way that like Hocus Pocus does. Like I oh, mean, I never I... had like any love for Hocus Pocus. It seems like not no. so much like a little like a film I would have watched as a kid. But like I remember loving Monster Squad, thinking it was you know Wolfman's aw- got nards. Yeah, that movie's I've seen the it balls. a couple times. I only watched it for the first time. I think maybe three years ago. I saw it. Uh, Doug Benson did a Benson movie interruption of it at. Fantastic Fest a couple years ago. Okay. And the interruption itself was kind of not great because it was, it was around the election time, and so there's a lot of like just forced Trump stuff. But <laughs> The glass is still sitting there. He hasn't taken a sip. Oh, I, I'm well aware. <laughs> pointing and pointing. Cage isn't sober in real life. No, no he drinks. Yeah, but, I mean, he doesn't have, like, a Affleck problem or anything. I mean, I don't know, maybe, but... <sighs> he is just, like, ripping it in this movie, man. <laughs> the Phantom Punch. That'd be a good name for, like, a supervillain or something. The Phantom, Phantom Punch. punch. <laughs> or, like, uh, a special move in Street Fighter. Yeah, that's a good... Yep. I can see that. Like, Ken's Phantom Punch. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, you if you just miss him, it hits. But if you hit him, it doesn't actually hit. I don't know. Yeah, we'll I was thinking... <laughs> I was thinking, like, how he throws the fireball, maybe, like, you punch from across oh, the screen and it hits It's in his hand. Mike, it's in his hand. 
Oh, when did he pick that up? Uh, between shots. <laughs> sip, sip. Please. There it goes, there it goes. Bingo. Yeah. Right, oh, wait, they cut before No, he took a sip. No, I'm just kidding. 27. 27 I'm just, that was hilarious. Jesus. You got in just by the wire with that shot. That was hilarious. So I have someone makes a threat, X-Files connection, free space, Cage drinks alcohol, Elvis or the Beatles. I mean, it's a little All bit right. of a... No, I know, I know. But I'm gonna I'm gonna give myself a couple things here then because uh, <laughs> um, well if you're gonna pull that I mean, kind of bullshit I'm gonna pull some bullshit well too. I mean you know you could you could go for two if you want to uh, like I mean if it gets two. desperate though I'm I'm taking wait, war I'm taking wait, Cage Club crossover I don't know if you saw that Carl Pugino no. just walked into a column and then wait, like, bounced what? off and like, oh, looked at her shoulder oh because she lost her glasses. But it's huge. I mean, but I she's like really blind. Like, look, she's using the stairs, uh, the seats there for guidance. Like, wait, she like, dodged that guy. Yeah, no, well. she's fine. I don't know why she walked. I don't know if that was the actress or the character. Maybe it was a little bit of a like. Um, maybe it was like a. Maybe there were reshoots or something. Like she was playing it differently, and it's all mixed up. What the hell is happening here? How is she able to just Kate saunter through a crime scene again? Is De Palma is he notorious knives. for like doing like? Hundreds of takes like Fincher or Kubrick or no? Uh, I, I can't. I don't think so. I'm not. I'm not quite sure. I mean, I think if anything, he's like to me. He's like an extremely technical director as far as like camera and all that kind of thing. Like he gets great performances clearly from Cage and stuff. But uh, I, I would say if like he needs multiple takes is because like his takes are so damn long and complex that like you know you kind of screw up early or halfway through or something. That's my take. Did you see that documentary that they made about him a couple yes. years ago? Yeah, it's pretty good. Are you just like passionately talking about all of his movies? Yeah, that that was a little weird, to be honest. Like the parts with him just being like, "I love myself," <laughs> <laughs> but it was cool to hear everyone else talk about him. As you know, like he was there. Him, Lucas, Spielberg, Coppola, you know that that crew, you know, Hal Ashby, like Scorsese. Like breaking down the doors of the old Hollywood system in the '60s, and so I googled Nicholas Cage Thanksgiving to see if we could do the next movie, and I got this turkey. Whoa, with turkey Cage with his face, face on it! On it. Oh. Uh, we've got this GIF of him. So, what's like a family-oriented film like Drive Angry? <laughs> we'll get to Drive Angry at some point. No, I know. Nick Cage churning Louise butter on Christmas more. Fun out there. I should have. Uh, there were probably a bunch of Cage pumpkins this year for Christmas, but I didn't look any up. For Halloween, not Christmas. Uh, I meant Christmas. No. <laughs> when is Cage getting his own holiday? Like, I feel like that's something we well, should, it should start be his promoting. Birthday, right, January seventh, like just Cage Day. Well, I mean, essentially, Draft House celebrates it with Caged, okay. Greg Clennon, our friends over in Scotland. We got to make sure we do. do something this year. I feel like we've been kind of slacking on birth- birthdays, but especially like Cage, I feel like deserves something. Well, yeah, I'm going to be in Las Vegas because I'm always in Las Vegas for that time of the year for CES, but we can definitely do something online or we can release something or I don't know what we're going to do. I'm just excited that or just acknowledge since, it. Since we recorded the last episode, we found out that between worlds is officially oh, going to come out man, this year, that's December great. 21st. So and we also found out that he's going to be in a movie with Kelsey Grammer. I know that's amazing. Where he, pl- he plays like an unhinged cop living in new Orleans or something. Or oh, he's back to New Orleans. So, uh, Louisiana Hoo-ah. for sure. So, Hoo-ah. Uh, so that brings the total tally of Cage movies released theatrically or oh. on demand this year up to eight. It's ridiculous. Crazy. Oh, this is the champ's point of view. Yeah, there so he is. I got, we got a flashback and we got a time jump. 
if you have either of those. Hell no, I got a bad card. Like, look how many I have. I'm not going to black out because there's some... <laughs> like, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12. I have 14 plus the free space. Does Cage get put in a cell at some point, doesn't he? Like, get in, like, casino jail? Casino jail. Where are you going to put me in? Airport jail. How did they... Ooh, that's how that happened. <laughs> Let's see. I mean, that's an explosion of anger, but I won't, I won't give myself credit for that. What's up, champ? We're gonna we're gonna take a dive. In the fifth, your ass goes down. So there's so oh, man, there's so many like take a dive movies. <clears throat> I forgot this was one of them. Cyrus the virus again. I'm like, I'm oh, say it every fade. Time. They're fading. Anyone have Ooh, to, to the smoke, like the hazy smoke? That was nice, smoke. yeah. That reminds me a little bit of one of the very few things I like about Johnny, Johnny Dangerously. Dangerously? Yeah, don't worry about it, kid. It's a flashback. It'll pass. Which is not out yet, but will be out by... Right after Thanksgiving, our second episode of Cinemakers will be out. Yay. Go check out Johnny Dangerously, the second film that Amy Heckerling directed, which... You know, I like... It would have been great, but... It's not amazing, but it's... To me, I thought it was funny. Is this a montage? No, not quite. No. Oh. You know More of like another do? flashback. What we should do... Well, I was going to say that, that that wouldn't really work. What we should do one time for Cage Club Revisit is what I was going to say is that we should watch The Frozen Ground and then watch that dark. Yeah, I want to watch dark. But like, I don't know if we yeah. can watch it and talk over it. No, but what we should do is release a proper episode on it. Yeah. Like, that would be cool because that would, you know, really bump up the tally this year. Was that that released this year? I mean, it's not officially released. I don't know when it was released. It just, okay. it's, I think, I think Paul Schrader just like released it himself online. Like, fuck you, this is my movie. Yeah, this yeah. Movie Maybe he got release. control of his footage somehow, bought it back from the studio or whatever. This is pretty. This boxing guy. This guy's pretty ridiculous, to be honest. Like, I, I don't, I don't know that I've even ever watched a boxing match where someone celebrated like that. Well, he's like, he's like, he's trying to, I guess, trying to like, hey, just be Muhammad Ali or what, you know what I mean? Like, it's... Oof, oof. Phantom Punch coming up. It was a Phantom Punch. Oh. Sounds like he connected, but he, you know, really didn't. I mean, well, I was going to say for Thanksgiving, a family movie, we could do Deadfall because it's his brother, but I don't, oh, know, really, I don't know if you like watching Deadfall today. I would watch Deadfall any day of the week. Are you crazy? <laughs> Dude, it's Wait, we Deadfall. Wait, we haven't got married for this yet? No. How long is that? Like an hour 45. It's not too long. Uh, my, uh, Charlie Hodel. He doesn't have, like, a ton of family, because that's what we notice. He's always, oh, like, a yeah. bachelor in all these, you know what I mean? That was one of our big things with, like, Family Man, where we were like, this is so great because he's, like, Dad Cage. I mean, we could do the Ultimate Family movie, Mom and Dad. Holy mackerel. That's, like, an hour 20. It was just Halloween recently. Ooh. Headbutt. That is a giant flag, by the way. I mean, it seems 
illegal how giant that flag is and how much space it takes. Oh, optical lens shot. It's another De Palma thing that he kind of well, like became like a part trade. Of it? Well, it's like, I think the way it works is it's... Is it a composite? It's a composite in the camera. So like you do half the shot and then you put the rewind the film and then shift the focus on the lens and then play it. I don't know. Uh, Sounds complicated. It, it's super complex, but he's a fan of those shots. Nowadays, like with digital stuff, you could do that shot easier. It's weird that there's like a missile just like on display. There it is again. Again. Kate's saying, how could you do this to me? Yes, that's what he's doing. He's doing it to you, Cage. So self-centered, Cage. Gambler. Is this movie rated R or PG-13? Do we know? I mean, we should know. I feel like I should know more about minutia about Cage's movies. Like, I feel like I should be able to tell you, like, at least half of the names of the characters he plays. And I don't think I can. I should be able to tell you who directed all of his movies, and I don't think that I can. Like, I really want to beef up my uh, my like trivia about Cage. Oh, we could also play our favorite game, Guess the Cage Movie. Oh, dear. <laughs> yeah, this is rated R. Okay, okay. Do you know Cage's name in this movie? No, I'm, I don't. <laughs> Rick Santoro. Rick Santoro. So not Rick Santorum, so, but Rick Santoro. Right, right, right. Ricky, Ricky, yes. I could see him being a Ricky. Yeah, I guess. You know what I think of when I hear Rick? I think of Rick, Rick, Rick. From Freaked? Oh, Re- I don't remember Freaked oh. at all. Oh, dude, you got to rewatch it soon. Well, I know you just it's bought it. It's a super on quick one. Oh the, yeah, the pin or whatever. I got the double oh. disc. I just realized I forgot to bring. So shout out to Danielle and John over in the UK. Oh, the uh, I, w- I had it set aside because we thought we were going to do this in my house today, but we called an audible so we could do some uh, theater movies that aren't by me yet, including Suspiria. Ooh, ha ha! But they were set aside, and I just forgot to grab them this morning. But I have the. Uh, book and postcard and pin for you that they sent over oh, to both cool. of us. Oh, so. speaking of pins, hold on. Let me let me take this. I had something for you. This is funny. I found this. Here I am. This is my this is my imp- interpretation of uh, solo hosting a show that you know Brian and Kyle and Mike have all done in the in the recent past, but I've <laughs> never done it. <laughs> you want to just vamping? For do you want to open up some cards? No, I'm just kidding. But like a, a few years ago, when Mission Impossible: Rogue Nation Ooh. came out, I snagged a bunch of these at the theater. It's a you it's a, a bunch of them. I have like five of them. Oh, is this so, for me? So that's for you. Ooh, I'm an IMF agent. It's an IMF pin. You know, I'm sort of disappointed. So, so since Movie Pass effectively died, and Movie Pass still exists, and since I switched over to AMC A list, I really like it, but. I feel like AMCs just don't give shit away anymore. No, I know. They were doing really well over the summer. Oh, really? Like, yeah, I feel like it came... Because, like, I went to... I got, like, t-shirts to go see uh, Thoroughbreds and stuff. Oh, I got a a t-shirt for Thoroughbreds, but I sort of bought that from Regal, but... Uh, and uh, they used to do posters and everything at posters. the theaters. I never, I, never and, I, I never see them anymore. Yeah, I have a whole bunch in the other room, but you're right. It feels like that dropped off. It feels like they've been transitioning somehow. I think they had a giveaway for when they did the Marvel 10th anniversary. Oh, okay. I think they was supposed to give away there, but like, that was like a special... Like, there just yeah, used to be like marathon. promotional like bullshit for like... Like when I saw mm-hmm. Noah, which was not right. good, I got like a, like a, uh, like a cardstock quality... IMAX, like there was just like yeah, stuff yeah. around, you know. Yeah, like, especially it, at the theater we're going to go to later today. Like they used to just leave posters out 
all yeah. the time, like stacks and stacks of posters from different films. And like I have all these different Star Wars posters when The Force Awakens came out. It's just crazy. And the movies and that I don't really love oh, necessarily, like, but I... So a few in the room, the Mad Max poster, yep. the Pacific Rim poster over there, yep. the, the Doctor Strange poster. You can't really see it, but there's the Terminator at the bottom and then that Star Wars, The Force Awakens. Well, so yeah. like all of those were at the theater, just laying there. Yeah. So crazy. What do you use that for? Movies? Oh, uh, so that, I ended up just bringing all the, um, I needed space for that, basically, but it, that shelf. So I'm debating if I'm going to leave it in the room. I'll probably move it over here. Okay. And then fill it with books and movies and stuff. Um, but well, yeah, three so, shelves. Third times, third times a shelf. Yeah, so right now I have that, all the third time stuff on display in my uh, closet. I can show you later. But I just moved all my records and my record players right. and my yep. DJ stuff into my other room. Yep. So I just finished doing that. I needed somewhere to put that shelf. But like I was telling you the last time, I want to try and like maybe set up like a podcasting station with like a nice mic, of, you know, because I feel like it's about time maybe I should, you know, have some... Well, like, I want to buy, like, a whole Something. setup and stuff, but, like, I also, you know, I want to buy, like, a mixer, and I want to buy, like, four microphones, but I just don't want to spend, like, hundreds of dollars, because mm-hmm. I straight up don't have hundreds of dollars right now, because I have a mortgage. No, that... like, that would be a great thing with, like, what we could put the money to use if we had, like, donations and stuff towards, mm-hmm. like, that's the sort of thing. It's like, it's not like we would just pocket it or something or put it in the bank, like, we'd actually invest it in the show. This is a long point of view. This is Gary Sinise's point of view, by the way. If you want to play the first-person shooter, Snake Eyes, you could choose so far between the champ, Sinise, or Cage. So I started playing. I haven't played a lot of it. I just played a little bit of it. Uh, Red Dead Redemption 2, and you can play that game in first-person, though, which I think is really cool. And I mean, that game looks spectacular. I'm in the middle of Spider-Man right now, like literally just past the halfway point um, because I'm like just dilly-dallying, swinging around the city. Um, so probably get to Red Dead around the new year. I want to get, there's a couple of games that I have my eye on for Black Friday that I want to get Spider-Man and God of War and... Oh yeah, God of War. God of War's going to 25 play, bucks, um, uh, Target, so, you know, if you're listening to this, so you want to, if you want to deal, Target already released its Black Friday ad, which is ridiculous, but, you know, it's, it's November, so... Wow, look at Gary Sinise, just like... That's so funny, that's so man. That's shit. exactly... Oop. Such a really cool camera angle. Double flashback. It's like Inception. Flashback within the flashback. You're talking about the dream within a dream. Are they in a... <laughs> yeah. That's a great line. Congratulations, you human. I like, is this a model? And like, are they building that? I guess. Right, so, because that was, that's part of the conspiracy is like, they're going to move in on Atlantic City and make this like monstrosity casino and tear down the old way and make way for the new. You know what this kind of feels like in a weird way? It kind of feels like, all right, an Ocean's Eleven style heist happened and they called Cage Dude, in to figure out uh-huh. what happened. I was just kind of thinking that, like it has sort of a Dark Oceans vibe. Look at the imagery here, De Palma. You've got like these war machines on display in front of that giant war. flag. Cross it off. Yeah, I think it's about time. <laughs> we got the huge flag. Oh, That's what you were saying before, right? Yeah, the yeah. So big, that should be illegal. <laughs> it doesn't have enough stripes on it. I mean, that seems disrespectful, but 
maybe they're just hidden by the seats. Um, I know. I mean, I wish we had the subtitles because I bet by now someone said Snake Eyes, right? Or maybe that's no, coming. no, 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 no. Because toward the end, when Cage is all bloody, oh, that's right. It's a different Snake Eyes. Damn it! Got to wait till the end to get mine. That is, if he eats something. I don't. I like one of the squares on my board is Cage stutters or hesitates, which he might have done. Oh, I feel However, like he had. But I feel like he's very confident throughout. Like it doesn't feel like he's misstepping at all. You know, what I mean? he's like very sure. Well, around the champ, I feel like he gets kind of fluttered uh, from time to time. Maybe. So this is one. where the movie reveals itself. I feel like a little, maybe a little too soon. It's funny. One of my big complaints is things happen too late in movies, but I feel like they needed to drag this out a little more. Because yeah, we're not even halfway through this. Like, we're just under yeah. halfway. And we know that Gary Sinise is bad now. Like, that's too soon. This needs or to be like in an hour. I feel like, I. oh, well, it, we're getting there. Maybe another 15 minutes or so. I don't know. I mean, I guess it depends on what they do with it. You know, It kind of like, starts it... turning into like a different movie is how I feel. It becomes more of like a... Uh, I don't know, like an action thriller as opposed to like this detective thriller. It just feels like they're trying to turn it into more of like well, an transition from a cage movie into a different movie, right? And which mm-hmm. is sort of that's why it's yeah. disappointing for us. That maybe is how it seems. Just there's a lot of shifts in perspective here, and now we're really getting like it's it, oh, it's his movie after all. Like Cage was almost like a distraction for us, right? Like yeah. he's distracting us from Gary Sinise, and it's like oh, that's no, actually his story, which I don't like. I mean, More it's Cage, a, please. Mm-hmm, maybe switch roles. I mean, I couldn't imagine anyone else doing what he did for uh, for Rick. <laughs> That's a lot of monitors. That is like Ozymandias station right there. Shout out Carla Gugino. That's right. Yep. Cage would have been a good night owl, but I guess he, he made a good big daddy. So there's gambling. Hello. Oh, I was looking on the way here. I want to look it up again. You know what? I'm going to cross off bad accent for that cop earlier in his bad Jersey accent. And now this guy. Sorry. I'm sorry. What was that? There is, uh, you know, one of my favorite movies from last year, Bodied, is coming oh, out finally. very soon. Release date, it says yesterday. Hmm. It's in one theater, maybe in Elizabeth. I don't know. That that, that mugshot kind of looks like Seth Green a little bit. Uh, now they zoomed out, but... What if it was? Then that is a great gig. Someone get me his agent because, like, if I could just <laughs> they just hold up your picture in the middle of this like crazy cage Brian De Palma film. Oh, now we're getting Carla Gugino point of view. So if you play her character in the Snake Eyes game, you have this. You have like blurry vision, so you have to find your glasses first, <laughs> and then you could shoot straight. You mean in like the video game adaptation of this film? Right. Right. Oh, oh! Next Friday, Alamo Drafthouse Yonkers bodied. Oh, sweet! Might have to take a ride. I hope it's on demand because I don't want to travel to travel to Yonkers. But yeah, are we gonna get nudity? Oh, just implied. <laughs> Lunch. <laughs> That's a Lucas talking reference again. I, Amy Hackerling. 
Yeah, she's soldiers. using her feminine wild to get what she wants. Everyone is in this movie, though. The, the redhead was, you know, her job was to make you have a boner, and you did. Well, yeah, so it's blah, blah, a blah. like um, it's like a neo noir maybe at this point. Like I don't know where it's trying to go. Really, that's part of its problem. It's it's very it's a little too complex. I mean, not that it's hard to follow or anything. It's just like needlessly puzzling. I feel it is. I don't. <laughs> That's a great shot of Cage. Wait, can you give me a timestamp for that? Well, uh, no, I'm, yeah, I'm it's not around not forty-seven. Going to. I'm probably just going to find one on Google. Well, we have that entire image gallery. They're all small, though. They're too small for what I need. But yeah, I do have. I literally have hundreds, if not thousands, of Cage pictures. I, I've been shots. meaning to set up the sound gallery because I have all the clips and quotes. Oh. The rock quotes on my hard drive, but I have to go through every show file and Yeah, put them in like a, fi- a file for me, like a zip or something, and I'll, I'll upload them all. Cool. Because, I mean, all those quotes I pulled, and all the ones we didn't even use, too. Yep. Keeps smoking a lot in yeah. this movie. I love the ring he's got. Just the one with the white hair. White hair, red hair, green hair. There are so many monitors in this movie, it's insane. But that guy knew exactly where they are, you know what I mean? So, mm-hmm. Well, I mean, that's casino for you, especially like, I'm sure nowadays it's even crazier with the with the flat screen monitors. You could just fit more, and they could be bigger, and you can have like a giant 100-inch one, and then they just like split it all up into like 50 different screens if you needed to. Dougie. Wouldn't it be amazing if this was an adaptation? It feels like it would be because of its nature. Like, the structure feels like he's trying to adapt a novel, like, uh, faithfully, almost. Yeah. It's not, but that's how it comes across. Like, it comes across like... uh, like a movie that fails to capture the essence of its novel. <laughs> now, a novelization that captures the essence of its movie, on the other hand, tune into Third Times a Charm. Because <laughs> from time to time, I truly go into that. That is a giant slot machine. For a, it'd be hilarious if a giant walked up next to him and used it too, like a. Like, this is my slot machine. <laughs> yeah, like somebody from Twin Peaks. Oh, there you go. Who we find out is from, like, the black and white realm. Like the purple zone, or whatever they called it. Inside the atom bomb. I think. This whole blurry thing is just so... Like, I guess... Yeah. Is, is there a narrative point to yes, it? Yes, she lost her glasses. I know, but, like, why is it... But why? Like, why is it continuing? Like, I understand why why it's happening because, at all, like, like... Because, it's a it's something you... I think it's an artistic thing that the Palma wanted to, to do because it's a drama? thing... Drama? Well, and... It's a way to express her character. Like, they're doing all these first-person perspectives, and she's nearly blind. So when we go to her perspective, and I could just see De Palma kind of being like, you know, this is something you can do with movies. Like, this is something you do in film, and 
you know, now he's got, what, the only blurry first-person perspective shot in film history? Speaking of really great, long opening takes, that's also a first-person perspective shot, the original Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. Mm. It's insane. It opens with, like, a point-of-view shot that goes on for, like, five minutes. R.I.P. Dark Universe. Oh, man, that was Russell Crowe, too, as uh, Jekyll and Hyde. Really wanted his movie. It was almost like a, a sequel, like the nice guy and the evil guy. Like, <laughs> dude, he's playing like both roles. Yeah, that would be hilarious, though. That that was the movie. If Gosling in the sequel, his brain got or his ghost was trapped inside Russell Crowe's body. So it was like one of those two in one movies that they used to make a lot of in like the eighties. I feel like Lily Tomlin and Steve Martin did one. Yeah, another you. Imagine that, another you, the nice guys too. <laughs> oh boy. Oh, blue moons, white stars. I was thinking the uh, just yesterday how it seems insensitive that we still have the Lucky Charms guy hopping around the screen. Like, I give it to Fruit Loops because at least it's a bird and, you know, it's a stupid toucan bird or whatever. But, like, you know, a toucan isn't a cultural appropriation of someone's, you know, country or anything. And it's just yeah. a little strange to me to this day that we still have the that Lucky Charms guy. Yeah. Snake eyes, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> <laughs> Boyfriend Masserial. There's where it came from. That was it. It was on the Gosling trace track of mind. Oop, oh, oop. Oh. Keg, dude. Could you bring a keg to your hotel room in Atlanta? Maybe back then in Atlantic City. I guess so. Why not? Gary Sinise definitely senses something is up, but doesn't know what. He just, like, in my head, you know how we talked about when we did Keanu Club, like, when Morpheus explains to Keanu residual self-image, like that's how you uh-huh. think of yourself, and that's why uh-huh. he has the hair and the plugs in his arms and the neck are gone. My residual self-image for Gary Sinise is reindeer games, and so he looks so wildly <laughs> different. Like every time so, I look up, I'm just like, oh, this is not at all. You know what's crazy about Forrest Gump is he pulls off both looks. He's clean cut sort of toward the end, and then after Nom, he gets yes. all grizzly mm-hmm. and beardy and everything. Beardy. Yeah, beardy. Beardy. Forrest grows a beard in that movie, too. It's like the Battle of the Beards. That's going to... I wonder... That's going to be interesting to rewatch in this day and age. There was always talk of a sequel. There is a book, too. Not a novelization, but like Forrest Gump was based on a novel. I wonder how much more American history he altered the course of in the book. Because <laughs> he feels like that, like a time travel anomaly or something. Benjamin Button kind of had that vibe too as well, where like he didn't show up as in as much as like a famous event or something, but he was in like a time period where like shit was going down and, you know. He you had, know, he had a disease. I almost brought up Benjamin Button when we were recording the Look Who's Talking episode last night because oh, you should have. I, I liked, totally. you know, I liked a little baby, like a wisecracking baby, because like the mm-hmm. Benjamin Button. So the Benjamin Button movie is like a three-hour movie, right? But the the, the book, 
the book, is just a 20-page short story. Yes, yep. And it's really good. And, like, the first time you see Benjamin Button as a baby, like, as an old man baby, he's in the crib, and basically, I mean, he's not, it's, it's basically like he's smoking a cigar, like, hey, what's going on? Hey, like, he's yeah, just like, Baby Herman from yeah, Roger Rabbit. exactly. And it's just like, <laughs> it's, it's very weird and cool. Um, but, yeah. This guy is – he's – oh, is this the guy – so this would be Cage Club Podcast Network crossover. He's the guy from Better Off Dead. He's the neighbor in Better Off Dead, which was the first episode of High School Slumber Party, which I was on. It's true. So if that's confirmed, I'm crossing this off. I mean, you can look it up. I don't know I don't know how to begin looking that up. You know I do. I mean? you, you look up this actor from Better Off Dead. Let's see. do 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 do, do. Better off dead. Okay, so this actor is. Oh, I don't think it is. No, it's not. Dan Schneidender, who is a director on a lot of like. Oh, is he? So he's the creepy one who's in love with the French. Yeah, I don't think it is Ricky. I don't think it is, but I'm looking it up now. Filmography, because he became a kids director on HBO. Oh, he does Game Shakers. I watched that with my niece and nephew. Wow, How about actor. <laughs> this hotel sucks. It's not him. He's a man on a mission. Really, man, truly. It's not him, but... Who has this guy been in? What's he, what's he from? Oh, that I, I'm not even there yet. I, even I, went, I went in reverse. I oh, wait, here we go. Guy. I found him. David Anthony Higgins. Yeah, this is definitely him. He's just in an episode. He's in, he's in 27 episodes of Mike and Molly. He played a janitor in one episode of Comedy Bang Bang. Oh, right. It seems like he just does a lot of, like, one-off TV episodes. Okay. Well, he looks like that other guy. And not he's just a great because Buck he's Howard, like... which is a Tom Hanks oh, okay. Movie. Not just because he's, like, a fat guy with glasses, but, like, he genuinely looked exactly like Ricky in that movie. So, no square for me. Circle doesn't get the square. Cage again with the cigarettes. Are these Morleys or are they actual like Marlboro? Morleys? Because <laughs> you, know, you know Morleys are the the, the, yeah, yeah. the movie cigarettes that or nails cigarette smoking man smoked and or red apples. You know, so red apples are Tarantino and nails are Kevin Smith. The View Askewiverse. God, I, I, I guess in theory, if Cinemakers goes on forever, at some point we could do Kevin Smith, but I don't, I, want, I, I don't I, want to. I would. I would I mean, I could do it without you. I don't know. No, no I mean, like, I'm not, it's... like, that in love with his work. I just, you know, I like I like his stuff. Um, I would rather do Adam Rifkin first. I'd way, I mean, that is much more interesting. And all the Riff Coogan stuff that he's done. And, you know, we could watch Psycho Cop 2. Yeah. Like, it, I mean, there's a lot of weird, really crazy shit in his filmography. And boy, do we have a podcast for two guys who follow you on Twitter. <laughs> That's okay. Jesus. So I don't know if anybody... He follows them, though, so I don't know what's going on. Mike has these two people who follow him on Twitter. It was one, now it's two, 
who were just obsessed with Adam Rifkin or Giuseppe Andrews. Yeah, yeah, who was an actor in several of his movies. Because Adam Rifkin made the movie, Giuseppe makes a movie, right? Right, right, the documentary. And Giuseppe Andrews is an actor, and he he lives in a trailer park and makes movies with people who live in the trailer park for, like, no money. And Um, so there's these two accounts on Twitter who are obsessed (laughs) with Giuseppe Andrews, who both follow Mike now because he loves Adam Rifkin. I guess he tweets about him. And so Mike has the idea... That there may be Giuseppe Andrews himself, like as like just these weird. Well, fan I thought accounts. one was until the second one popped up, and now I, that's I don't I don't know. But. It's a whole thing. I I honestly, Mike, I could not tell you what is going. I'm on. I'm not asking to know. I'm just kind of you know I don't engage. Do you agree that it's weird? Engage. It's a little weird, but you know I think about also how many people just go down there. Twitter feed and just like, 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 like everything, you know? Like, there's people out of my feed where like, they're just like, this guy, who the fuck is this guy, Mikester, and like, why does he like all this shit that I post? Like, I'm sure. <laughs> but no, no, it is pretty, you know, it is every day, but whatever. There is this account on Instagram, mm-hmm. I think it was called, like, Nicktober, where this guy was drawing a picture of Nicholas Cage oh, every day, cool. and I honestly couldn't tell if it was to make fun of him or because he loved him or some combination of the two. Okay. But from the Cage Club pod, I, I followed him and I liked a bunch of pictures, like, to the point where, like, the guy had to have seen us and he didn't follow us back. I was like, well, fuck you, guy. Like, we're going to, uh-huh. you know, I, I unfollowed him. But it was it was this weird thing where I feel like, and it's clearly not, I don't, I don't, maybe not clearly not, but it's not why we do the things we do to become internet famous. But there was that guy who reached out to us on Twitter who was like, I'm carving a Nicolas Cage pumpkin or something. Or no, 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 Dan reached out to him. was like, okay. oh, we'd we love to see it or whatever. And then the guy posted the picture of him. He's just like, have that at internet. It's like, well, guy, like, you're not, you're, are you doing this to become, like, internet famous for a day? Like, mm-hmm. what's the point? like I don't, it just, it, it, it's, it's, what I'm saying is it's weird. That, that sort of blurred two stories there. But, you know, I feel like oh, number split one. Screen. Speaking of two stories, Joey. Ooh. Split screen. Split screen. I remember this. And binocular point of view. Wow. Look at that. Gary Sinise says, if you play as him, you can pick up the binoculars. <laughs> but I think, number one, I don't think it's weird to say, because, like, especially because Twitter lumps it says, you know, like, Mike's are liked yeah. three of your tweets or whatever, just has one notification. But, like, on Instagram, it shows all of them, and it's like, come on, guy. Like, you know, mm-hmm. we're, we're in the same fight, but at the same time, if you're just doing these kind of things to become internet famous, right? then I have no we're not. What I'm interested to know is that when we had Carla Cugino on both sides, you know, her on the right telling her side of the story, her on the left through the binoculars, like, it looked like it was the same take, but I wonder if it was, you know what I mean? Oh, like, yeah, I don't know. It feels like it probably was just for, like, continuity's sake, but also that would be uh, difficult uh, maybe to sync up. I don't know. No, I mean, that's what the clap clapboard's for. I guess. But, like, yeah, you just have, like, one camera down low, and then the other one, because there's the far shot, there's the shot again. It does kind of, hmm. Oh, De Palma. This is where this is like where he explodes on screen, De Palma. Like, if only you were a little quicker, Garcinis. Oh, you're in on it. You know. Yeah. I mean, why did that guy even have? Oh, I guess he had to die. They had to set him up. I love how Cage is figuring it out as Gary Sinise is doing it. Like, and he's sort of guessing it right. <laughs> It's like, is that what actually happened, or are we just seeing what he thinks happened? I 
Man, she looks so wildly different here without the glasses, without the hair. You know what I mean? Like, uh-huh. she's out of disguise. Yeah, yeah. You know. I love stairwell sequences. What's the movie? Oh, I was watching because Back to the Future. I think two is always. Speaking of three, it's on the floor over there. Can't wait for that. I love three is on mm. TV a lot, and uh. there's the scene where Marty's running away from those guys who are chasing him, and he, like, hops the stairwell and goes up, and they go down. You know what I'm talking about? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. At the like, Bip's just a, Pleasure such a Palace? Cool, yeah. It's like a cool little... And then the movie finally gets good. After that <laughs> I whole... like... So... Up until... No. It's... <laughs> I only like when he goes back into the first movie. That's all I like about that movie. I'm so sorry. I think I think two I is awesome if you it. watch it with one. If you just watch it on its own, it's like oh. But I think if you watch it like when you watch the first one, you like because it's sort of this weird, not fan service, but it's this weird like it's the same it's a remix. It's the it's a remake. It's the same. Which I think is uh, I think it's interesting. I mean, I was so I was so disappointed when that came out because like as a kid, you're waiting for it to come out and like it felt like an eternity, and then it comes out, and I'm like, are they really just doing? The same shit. It's like what they do now with, like, Halloween and Star Wars, you know what I mean? Like, they do it better now, and, like, I don't know. I was just upset with all the future stuff. And then, what I, and the alternate present stuff, I was like, what is this? But I really liked going back into the concept of let's go back into the first movie and run around behind the scenes and no one has seen us. And, like, mm-hmm. I, I love that concept. So that's where I really just, like, start watching from. But... You know, first one's great, third one's great. I think you signed up for that episode. I know I have Dan Cologne on that because... I thought it was Back to the Future 3? Like I, I thought so. I don't know. I can find out. I have to go back through the list. Did I have one third time? How, how would I be able to search that in my inbox? Uh, what did I for I think, sure sign up for? I think I shared it with you. I think I shared the spreadsheet with you, so you could check that out. I restructured it a little bit. You'd have to search for your, where you are on it. <laughs> my, my, my glasses. Well, if he had Carla Cugino stutters or has dates, I would for sure, you know, get that. Storms are brewing. That big ball in the background's wobbling. I never ever noticed it before, but it I think it was supposed to come or it does come like rolling down the boardwalk at the end. Or it was supposed to at some point, that big disco ball behind him outside. Oh yeah. I mean it's just it's a whole thing. This actually reminds me like, you know, as we're recording this last night it was crazy rainstorms around here. And yeah. That, Tornado warning in New Jersey, like oh really? Uh, it was that bad, yeah, it according to Google, heavy man. It was it was crazy. Here, I could look it up. Let's see. You got it. Uh, <laughs> just called Cage Columbo. What's the Beastie Boys line? Something, something, something. Watch Columbo. Let me clear my throat. Roll up a doobie. Is it roll up a doobie roll and watch a Columbo? And I watch Columbo, but there's a line before that. That some whatever rhymes with Columbo. 
I mean, gumbo rhymes with it, but I don't think that's the line. Here, let me see. So I restructured this. Now I have every movie so far, and now I have everyone's name, but they're all spread out. Avengers Infinity style. War. Before Midnight. Oh, maybe we should do that soon. Maybe for Valentine's Day. Before I've never midnight. seen any of those. Ooh. That's... I would very much Because I'm looking for a V-Day movie. So, V-Day. Christian Fifty Shades. Ooh. That's not... I don't think that's on my list here. Let me put that on the list. What's that... What's the new one called? Fifty Shades... Free, I think? Fifty Shades... I'll just put Fifty Shades... Of Grey 3 for now. Spent some bank, I got a high-powered jumbo, rolled up a woolly, oh, and I watched Columbo. Let me clear my throat, kick it over here, baby pop, and let all the fly skinnies feel the beat. Drop? So, okay, so Return of Xander Cage. Yes, that's not really a Valentine's Day one. No. Oh, you're saying which ones I signed up for? Yes. Trip to Spain. Yes. Oh, we're going to do that crazy Tokyo Drift experiment. That's going to be great. Uh, well, that's a Valentine's Day-ish one. That's happening. Oh February. yeah, that's coming out that month. Yeah, but that's going to be sort of a bonus, I guess, on my feed. T three. Scream three. The only one that I haven't seen yet. What's that? What happened? You I still haven't seen T three. It's the only really? movie I've ever seen. How can you make sense of anything going on in Salvation or Genesis? I'm just kidding. I straight up don't know anything that's going on in any of those movies. I still love Genesis, though. Genesis is fun. It's crazy. Genesis, aside from T two, is Riddick. my favorite. Is my favorite. Oh yeah, Genesis is. I like the first one the most. I think T two I saw when I was younger, but like, and it's cool. But I, I don't know. That again is almost like a remake of the first in a way. You signed up for a bunch. Oh, Resident Evil, which will be out by the time of this... I'm Not on. this episode, but the next episode. Okay. That's the bonus episode for November? Mm-hmm. Riddick. We talked about Riddick on the Fast Five episode, which will be out... Ah. Poltergeist. To... So, like, maybe it's we could out. do something with, like, when you get to the in-between or something with, like, with the Vin Diesel cage... Uh, Vin Diesel movies you signed up for. Maybe we could somehow tie that in. With, like, a lap or something. Oh, like with, like, the, the Vin Diesel lap? Yeah, I don't know what we'll get know. to that, but we will get to that at some See, point. Poltergeist. I signed up for that? <laughs> Apparently. I mean, you, know, you're not, you don't have to do these, but... I don't think I, I, mean, I want to do that one. Okay, that's cool. <laughs> Carol Ann. <laughs> so, Nightmare on Elm Street 3 is going to be a big episode. You're on that if you want. Yep. Uh, you, Dan, and Chris. It's going to get crazy. Oh, you and Joe for MIB 3. Well, you asked for that one. Did I? You don't need to do these. They're I don't just... think I want to do Men in Black, and I don't <laughs> think he's going to want to do it without me, but you can still leave him on there. I'll put him on there for now. I haven't really done any comedies yet, so I really ought to pump that up next year. I do love Will Smith. I just don't want to watch the Men in Black movies again. Well, you don't have to watch all of them. You just have to watch the third one. And, like, that's part of the experiment is to see if it stands alone. Sure. Iron Man 3. Of course. Indiana Jones. House Party. Wait, what's the third Indiana Jones? Last Crusade? I don't know if I've ever seen that from start to finish. Sean Connery. Yeah. Yeah, I saw that. Uh, Because he co-starred with Cage in The Rock. Oh. Okay. (laughs) Sorry. I get it. (laughs) I was just... Cage pointed a lot in this movie, so I started pointing. Uh, Let's see. House Party 3. Which I've never seen any of them. That's why I signed oh, up for that. Oh, brother. Yeah, uh, I signed up for Brian's uh, high school slumber party for that episode. Hopefully, you'll have me on there to cross that over. 
Ghostbusters answered the call, but like, I mean, Contenders just crushed that movie, so I'm not getting to that for like a long yeah, time. Yeah, no, don't, don't even bother. Well, I mean, I, I, I gotta mean, get yes, there, but like, um, yeah, Divergent. I mean, you signed up for a lot, thank goodness. Um, what, what Civil movie War. We, what movie did America, we start looking it for? On three. We were oh, you need to do Step Up three. Is Step Up on this list? Because Joe and I will do Step Up with you. Okay, let me put that on the list. But what was the movie that came... That Why did we start doing this? Like, what was the idea... I just you, wanted to know what you were on. No, no, no. There was a specific one that we were looking for. Uh, here's Step Up 3. Step Up 3... Wait, who's on that one? Austin. But now you and, and the Joes. And also put down uh, Liam, too. Because Liam was on our Step Up 2 episode, then watched all five. Jesus, and loved five them. of them. There were five of them. Cool. Channing's only in the first two, though, and he's barely in two. What was the movie that... Oh God, we gotta rewind the tape. What was the movie that we started... I'm trying to think of it, but I don't... Back to the Future? Yes. And oh. you're not on it. Oh, I don't okay. think so. Oh, all right, yeah. Dan Who's and Kara. Dan, Nico, and Kara. Cool. Yeah, dude, I have a feeling... Like, right now I'm reading X, X3, The Last Stand, and uh, Nico agreed to be on that episode, and I just have a feeling this will be like a three-part episode by the time we're done with that, but... Uh... Hopefully not. I have a feeling I'm, I'm cutting the Return of the Jedi episode now, too, for January, and right now, like, that is extremely long, so I'm looking of ways to either trim it down or make it a three-parter. I don't know. There are three, you know, there would be three... Three X-Men threes? Well, there would be three... It's funny, in January, there would be... There's, like, five weeks, I think, so there would be three... There could be three release dates oh, or three, something. Oh, 31 or something. three or something? I think so. Not positive. I guess I could just look on my calendar. Oh, well, I want to play a game. I have the, the lyrics open. I want you to complete the Beastie Boys lyric. It's, it's right <laughs> after what we were just talking about, okay? Yeah, so I could do the 3, the 17th, and the 31st there you of go. January. Coolin' on the corner on a hot summer day. It's me and my posse in MCA. A lot of beer, a lot of girls, and a lot of cursing. 22 automatic on my person. Got my hand in my pocket and my fingers on the trigger. My posse's getting ill? Nope. No, wait. My posse's getting something and, and my, my... posse's getting bigger. My posse's getting big and, and my, my posse's, posse's getting, getting bigger. bigger. Some voices got treble, some voices got bass. We got the kind of voices that are in your face. Like the bun to the burger, like the burger to the bun. Like the lettuce to the apple? No, no it's like the, like, the, like the cherry to the apple. Like the cherry to the apple to the peach to the plum. I'm the king of the Ave, and I'm the king of the block. I'm MCA, and I'm the king at rock. Well, I'm Mike D. I got all the fly juice. Oh, something to the 40 deuce. I'm the check-in at the party on the, the 40, 40 deuce. deuce. Walking down the block with the fresh fly threads. Beastie boys... Fly the biggest heads. <laughs> That's amazing. All right, it's a new game. All right, this is, this is going to be good because you are. But it's licensed to ill. All of this, right? That, or, That's all the new style. Around. Yeah. Okay. But yes, because uh, that is that, and, and I, I couldn't do what you're doing. All right. But licensed to ill and Paul's boutique are just okay. You know. Okay, we're going to try get... Paul's boutique somewhere. All right, hold on. This is fun. Okay, hold on. Sorry, Snake Eyes, but you're, you're, <laughs> you're taking no a back seat. TV. I would pause you if I could. And this is way better radio anyway, I think. Um, I forgot that's what we Mike, that was – inc- like, you can't remember actor names now. <laughs> you have all these – like, I'm, I'm sure you've heard these songs thousands of times, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're, they're right, a little more ingrained. Okay. Um, Plus, now I'm 
Now I have to really try this round. License to ill. We're going to do... You can't do Paul Revere, because I could just do Paul Revere from the beginning, probably. I mean, we could, but... Gary Sinise is in some kind of... Oh, they're in, like, the broadcast. I was like, where are all those servers behind him? All right, you want to try to do... All right, we're going to try to do Posse in Effect. Okay. I can't remember. Um, I'm going to do the whole intro, then we're going to go from there, okay? Yes, yes, y'all, and you don't stop. Keep it on, on, shocking the place. Yo, yeah, well, I'm MCA. I got nothing to prove. Pay attention, pay, pay, pay. my... In- oh, I'm sorry. No, 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 we can do that. Pay, pay attention, my intention is to bust a move. I drink court uh, a move, a okay. move. I drink quarts and cans and bottles and sixes. Oh, you might have to give me two. two Between the turn tables, tables of the, the vodka, vodka and, and the mixers. mixers. Yeah, okay. Well, I'm Mike D. I got yeah, the deuces this is wild. wild. Yeah, Damn. boy, or whatever. A lot of a list of girlies numbers that I've dialed. Okay, okay, okay. I do the Smurf, the, the Popeye, Popeye, and, and the, the Jerry G- Lewis. I, I like Bullwinkle, but not Brutus. But I don't like Brutus. Well, I'm schooling it in the boys' room, cooling by the locker. All the kids know that I'm the cool rocker? All the girls in class know, know that, that I'm, I'm the, the cool, cool rocker. rocker. Punk in the hall, man, I should have ought to hit him. him. No, this isn't going as well. fresh rhymes and the kid cold bit him. All right, let's do a different song. All right, that's all right. That was a little tougher. I'm a little more nervous now. <laughs> now I'm expected to perform. Well, I mean, it was so good the first time. I mean, you, you sort of did it to yourself. <laughs> no, oh, I jumped. Commentary I, by Rick Rubin. I jumped in early on the second one too. I, I should have let you give me. No, more I, was, yeah, I was trying to like build up the speed. Yeah, you know yeah, I mean? yeah. Um, all right, you want to do slow and low? Okay. It, okay, so I'll, here, let it flow, let yourself go, slow and low, that is the tempo. Mm-hmm. Let it flow, let yourself go, slow and low, that is the tempo. It's never old school, all brand new. Now everybody catch the boogaloo flu. Not like a fever, not like a cold. The beats... Man. ...are clear, the rhymes are bold. Yeah. So don't see a doctor or see a nurse. No, I'm... I'm... I'm freezing. Just listen to the music first, first things, things first. first. First of all, get off the wall. It's time to party, so have a ball. This is also a weird one because it does. It is that's a very different rhythm than all their other. You know what I mean? Like that. It's a lot slower. It's slower and lower. Um, okay, we're gonna do one off. Let's do Paul Revere. <laughs> okay. Well, I wonder. I wonder how much I could do off Paul Revere without even looking. Um. Here's a little story I got to tell about, about three, three bad brothers, brothers you know so well. Started way back in history with, with Ad Rock, MCA, and me, Mike D. And had a little horsey named Paul Revere. Just me and, and my horsey and a quart of beer. beer. Riding across the land, kicking up sand. Sheriff's posse's on my tail because I'm in demand. One lonely beast, D-I-E. All, All by, by myself without nobody. The sun is beating down on my baseball hat. The air is getting the, hot. The beer is getting flat. Looking for a girl, I ran into a guy. Her name was... His no, name was MCA. He said, howdy. I said, hi. Then it, then it sort of breaks down for a minute. Um, boop, boop. He told us he, he told us all a story. story. It sounded well rehearsed. Oh, I think that's... Is that not yet? I think that's the next verse. I think that's Ad-Rock's verse. No, well... Mm. 
And okay. I can't remember where the next one starts, but I need the next line. But that was uh, not bad. That, no, no, was... we we can do that whole song. Hold on, I want to make sure we have the because that is my favorite Beastie Boys song. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, Again, like Run DMC's "Raising Hell" and like Beastie Boys' "License to Ill," like that was just neighborhood. No, he told us a little story. That's the next. That's the next. Oh, thing. it is. Okay, the little sorry, story I'm sorry. sounded well rehearsed. Forties on the run, and Eddie's dying of thirst. The brew is in my hand, and, and he was on my tip. His voice was hoarse. Something, something. He asked me for a sip. His voice was hoarse. His throat was dry. He asked me for a sip. He, he said, said can, "Can I have some?" I, I said, said, "You can't get none." Run. Had a chance to run and put out. Pulled out a shotgun, quick on the draw, I thought he'd be dead. He put the gun to my head, and this is what he said. My name is MCA, I got a license to kill. Yeah, I think you know what time it is. It's time to get ill. Yeah. What do we have here? An outlaw in his beer. I run this lane, you understand, I made myself clear. We stepped into the wind, he had a gun, I had a drink. Oh, is that? The story's over, but it's ready to begin. Damn. Now I got the gun, you got the brew. We got two choices of what you could do. It's not a bad decision. As you if can, you can see, I could blow, I blow you away, away, or you could ride with me. I said I'll ride with you if you get me to the border. The sheriff's after me for what I did to his daughter. I did it like this. I did it like that. I did it with the whipple ball bat. So I'm on the run. The cop got my gun. Run about, about now, I'm trying to have some fun. The king had rock. It is my name, and I know the fly spot where they got the champagne. We rode for six hours till we hit the spot. The beat was bumping and, and the, the girlies <laughs> was hot. This dude was staring like he knows who we are. So we took the, the empty spot, spot next to him at the bar. bar. Said, yo, yo, yo you know, you know this, this kid. I said, I didn't, but I know he did. He said, get ready, because this ain't is funny. My name's Mike D and I'm about to get money. Pulled out the jammy, aimed it at the sky. He yelled, stick him up. And let two fly. Heads went up and people hit the floor. He wasted two kids that ran for the door. I'm Mike D and I get respect. <laughs> your cash and your jewelry is what I expect. MCA was with it and he's my ace. So I grabbed the piano player and I slapped him in the face. Piano player's out. The music stopped. This boy had beef so he got dropped. I- Mike D grabbed the money. MCA snatched the gold. I grabbed two girlies and a beer that's cold. Hmm. Wow. I got like <laughs> I haven't I done that like in a while. Of that. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> some of the transitions, you know, not gr- perfect, but. No. Yeah. Wow, like, it's... What I love about that, so MCA was my favorite Beastie Boy. Oh, RIP. They're out on their book tour now, so that's been cool. And I also think that that is one of his, like, best verses. Like, it just, he just comes in, like, so good on that. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, it's. Again. I'm very white, but I feel oh, like I can. Like, oh, yeah, the I'm only rap like, that I can actually rap is I'm like translucent, dude. Like, I mean, I used, to, you know, no one really ever gave me shit for it though. Like when I was DJing or anything, like, you know, was like usually one of. Well, I guess it's different for like battle DJs and turntablists and stuff. There's a lot more of like mixed representation. Um, it's not like I was a rapper, you know. what I'm saying like I was a DJ, so. What's on his back? Oh, a tracer. This is so weird. What is dipping back into this movie? What is happening? <laughs> Cage has the shit kicked out of him. We missed the five people make a conspiracy line. We know what happened, though. But, I mean, what we did, I think, was... Was better. Was better. <laughs> it was more entertaining. I really wonder who's listening to these more and more often. <laughs> Like, before it never really got to me, but now it's really starting to get... Because we're, like, almost halfway there. 
and we're considering like, are we? <laughs> hey, are we gonna go back and rewatch them again and do them, you know, proper and stuff like podcast wise? So like, you know, would we like? Should we even do that if people aren't like down for it? Do people want? That? Well, I think there's a difference between. So again, I don't know who listens to any of these. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, but it, I also do feel like. Um, there's a difference between what we're doing here. Like, I love doing these, but I don't know... There's the big ball rolling down the street. There we go. I don't know if these, like... I don't know if people are doing anything with these. You right, know what right, I mean? Like, right. And I feel like, on the one hand... This all could be off-mic conversation, but it's all on my conversation because this is when we're talking about it. I feel like, on the one hand, it keeps the feed alive, but on the other hand, it could scare people away from subscribing Yeah, because they don't give a shit about these. Right, right, right. But then I look at the download numbers and, like, when we put out Mandy, when we put out Teen Titans, like, people still go after You know what I mean? It's just like, mm-hmm. I don't know. Okay. It's curious. Well, that's what would be interesting about doing them again as, like, proper shows and stuff is, like, we could kind of, like, reboot the feed with it. You know what I mean? Not that we would wipe anything off it or all everything would be there, but, like, starting again from best of times, you know? Like, we could have it in order again or something. This is so weird. What is happening here? got like scary ghost music this is a very ugly boring long sh- tracking shot though. okay all just to revere Carla Gugino behind what the hell poking through oh show the beach I'm just gonna put the beach because sure. we're there Here we are, at the end of the movie. Remember me? (laughs) I was there at the beginning, doing another broadcast. That's right. It's only been... It's almost real time, this movie. That's right, folks. Almost. Close. Except for those, like, minor moments of flashbacks. Damn, Cage. This might be the most fucked up he gets in a movie, right? It's... Without getting killed. Without dying. (laughs) Or committing Harry Carey. Speaking of Goonies earlier, I don't know when the last time you saw that was, but there's a great running gag in it where people misspeak a lot and then say, like, so, like, there's one moment where the mom says, you better find your brother or I'll have you commit, uh, when does she say? She doesn't say Harry Carey. She says, like, Harry Carey. How does she Mm -hmm. say? I don't know. It was funny, though. Never mind, folks. This is where we are at the end of the first of today's... I mean, this has definitely been... I, I, I think the key to these... And again, I don't know who's listening to these. Well, we know some people have been listening to some stuff because they've been in contact with us. But true, but I I think the key to the, the a, a good revisited is just to keep the energy up and just mm-hmm. talk about anything. Right. Like, the, the most fun conversations I've had on here were about, like, recasting the DC Universe or, <laughs> you know, our, our weird little game that we played last time or this Beastie. But, like, it just, like... Yeah. I think... I, I also... What's weird is that these have given me a true appreciation of how difficult it is to do like an actual director's commentary. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. especially by yourself. Like you know, well, we they, didn't make the movie. Like I feel like if well, we yeah. had made the movie, maybe we could go on and, and all. And I think about it, our but... original 
intention with these was to be like, oh, this reminds me of that movie, but like at the same time, uh, <laughs> that's like a sentence. Right. And we have an hour 38 to film. <laughs> yeah. And we're not watching them in order either, so there's a little bit of like a scattershot feel. Which to I think it. the reason that we're not, or the fact that we're not watching them in order, I think could is a reason why doing them again from scratch could be mm-hmm. um, could be fun could be like has, has it, it's a thing right yeah has, has, that's a that's what it because if we went through them in order then we went through them in order again I'd be like alright like, do we want to go through again no. like, on, on the other hand or I guess the same hand like the, the why I would want to do this just from the nature of Too Fast Too Forever my most logged movies on Letterboxd forever are <laughs> the Fast and Furious movies However, I would love a future in which, Whoa. like, the ten movies that I've seen the most are Fast and Furious, right? And then the next 80 are the <laughs> movies, or what, you know what I mean? Like, well, like, we also talk about how we would like to introduce more shows that could last forever, right? Like Too Fast, Too Forever, or like my show, Third Dance of Charm. Like, these are potentially shows that could go on and on and on and on and on. Yeah. And it's a way to keep Cage Club, the feed, like, alive forever, is to just keep Rewatching all of his movies all the time, like just to keep them. I mean, because most other podcasts about him don't. They stop after one run, you know. Right. And it's like that's it's like that's rookie numbers, buddy. You got to pump those <laughs> numbers up. That's amateur style. Oh, here we go. Titular line coming up, Mike. Yeah, man, it's so great. It makes no sense in the moment. It's just we have to get it in. Still haven't gotten bingo today. I well, wish he, he just maybe he ate something, but I missed it. This is so funny. He could just, just shoot the camera and destroy the tape, right? It's not going live, is it? Or is it? Is that why he shoots himself in the head? So it's like a real hey man, nice shot kind of situation. Hey now, man, Bud Dwyer, don't shoot yourself in the head. Like I feel like his he wasn't. This was never a plan, but. Oh. oh, they get him before he shoots himself? Or Wait, did he shoot himself in the no. chest? He got shot from the back. No, he shot himself in the, in the heart? I don't... I don't never find so. out. Because then we get this really long and confusing closing shot of uh, the lady trapped in the column of the new casino. With the ring, yeah. Like, the casino gets built anyway. Cage honored as a cop! Look at that! Yes! That's super cool. It looks great. Looks so happy. Hey. Cage fishing. Oh, wait, but then he he gets, he, he gets like, uh, reporters at his door or something. He becomes disgraced. God, I want. I wish I was that kid. Oh, man. Because like, that. that kid's probably about 11. Like, I was hey, 11. Look, remember, because I was like, I mean? it's not a red sports car. No, you're right. Damn, if that was a red sports car, I still wouldn't have won, but... I think he drives the yellow one in the rock, though. I'm Ricky. Oh, Ricky. You you're know so me. You're so fun. You blow There's my more beachfront hey, area. Is that a, that's a quarterback? Whoa, right? he almost nailed that cameraman. He's flying. Like, that's... That's real. Yeah, it's real cage drive. You know, you really shouldn't drive that fast in that beach area like that. Like, those back roads are really just, like, five to ten mile an hour cruising area. Oh, that's amazing. Look at him sneak away with a briefcase. That is... Oh, my God. And that's the last they ever saw. And there's for sure the beach. Nice. The boardwalk. 
I can't believe there was no nudity in this movie. That, like, considering how sexualized the women were on purpose, like, as part Mm -hmm. of the conspiracy, the fact that there was no nudity was, like, uh, surprising? Yeah. Not necessarily a good thing or a bad thing, just sort of surprising. Oh, look, it looks like the missile. That's weird. Here he is again. Ugly casino. Whoop. Oh. And for some reason, these two end up together. And it's, like, a while later. Because the building's built, right? Yeah. So, so you got some new glasses. <laughs> That's how we know it's been time. She got new glasses. I mean, her hair hasn't grown at all, so it couldn't have been that long. Or she cut it. True. I forget haircuts are possible in this <laughs> universe. I always forget that haircuts are things. Well, in movies, like, it never... Because you never really... You don't see that many... Coming to America comes to mind. Shout out Foodie Films. McDowell's. You know... Uh, where you actually get I didn't barbershop the movies and stuff but I haven't seen those movies but like you know you never really there aren't too many movies where people cut each other's hair you know what it, there is though In uh, have you seen Boys in the Hood? No. In the beginning of that um, Lawrence Fishburne Lawrence Fishburne cuts Cuba Gooding Jr.'s hair in the kitchen mm. and I was like oh that's something you don't see a lot in like movies um, now I think it was to sort of illustrate how poor they were they were and like it's just a way that they you know economized they're living and stuff, but, you know. Is there... So, in Bad Lieutenant, Port of Call, colon, Port of Call, New Orleans... Yes. That scene that Lindsay Gibb loves, where Cage emerges from behind the door... Yes. Isn't the old, when he's isn't shaving the, isn't with the... woman the... giving the old woman... Giving the old woman the haircut, though? Like, this, isn't that happening when he's shaving? Oh, that'd be great I if think, it is. I think she's oh, giving okay. the old woman the haircut. Worth rewatching for, I mean, among many other reasons, but that is a great moment, yeah, where he's got the electric razor. He's talking about the pirates, remember? The pirate talk. And it, then I was like, man, I really want to see Cage, Cage the, the pirate. pirate. Is this the inception is that, of that? Is this the genesis of that? I or is think that always it just might be. A... No, it, it might be around it this time. Oh, we're already, if you'll notice, getting a slow push mm-hmm. into the column. Because mm-hmm. we're like, why is this camera so weird? Because they're about to leave. It's just such a flat two-shot. And you're like, come on, De Palma, you're better than this. And then, you're like, uh-oh, it's creeping in. And then it gets there, and you're like... Are you better than this? <laughs> I know one thing, Joey. We're never going to be better than this. Oh. So did you see the thing I put on Twitter last night? Um, that I... Uh, so oh, Rachel... Yeah, what was that about? The uh, auto... The uh, shortcut thing? Yeah, so Rachel... Um, Joe's wife. Joe Two's wife. Rachel Tuesday? Did uh, They listened to our Fast and Furious number four episode with Liam and Ellie of Nerd on Nerd, and she took the quiz and she got Brian... Okay. Which is funny because Joe is Mia, so that's <laughs> weird and perfect. And of course, at the end, like I don't know if you heard, but like we found out recently that at the end of every one of the which character are you, they all end in and you drive like the wind blows. And so okay. it was just a really funny thing. So like when when Joe sent me the screenshot of what she got, I was like, oh, of course she drives like the wind blows, and he like lost his mind because he didn't realize <laughs> that or whatever. And then Rachel texts me and Joe and says, should I change my bio to? I drive like the wind blows, and we were like, yes. I was like, but wait, she's got the best. I don't know if you've seen her Twitter bio, but her Twitter bio is perfect. It's, does this girl look like she eats sushi in the valley? (laughs) And so I was like, but you got the wave, and then it autocorrected, and I forgot that I had the autocorrect on my phone. And that's why I tweeted, because it's just like the screenshot. Like, if you just type wave, it just replaces it with an all capital letters. Are we ever going to be better than this? Here you go, De Palma. See, that went by pretty quick. That was pretty good. I mean, we were propelled by the power of the beasties. True. 
Unfortunately, we have to watch these credits. Like, that's the problem. We can't fast forward through these credits. At least there's a song. So did you notice, I don't think I, I mentioned this last night when we were doing Look Who's Talking, but we were talking so much about how Amy Heckerling has these great soundtracks and these great songs. And in the credits, I don't remember what the song is, but there's like a cool song in the credits and the song stops. Oh, yeah. And, and there's like no... For yeah, I meant to mention that too. <laughs> like, what? Because like my whole now watching like credits thing, I was like, that is strange. Couldn't have snuck like a little bit of like the score in there, just like the like Mikey walking around the lobby, or even like Bruce Willis. I mean, I guess it was no, it was after Ferris Bueller. Be like, hey, why are you still here? Like, I'm a baby. That would have like, been funny. You, like, just like literally, the like, baby it's so came jarring back. Jarring how silent it is. Yeah, it's like we literally like have too much credit for this song, and we don't have another song to play. So we're just gonna sit here for a minute in silence and read these credits. This is so lame. Like it's so dragged out, and he could have he could have lost this too because you could just fade to black and have your credits scrolling. This doesn't add anything except for more questions. Well, I think well, there's that. That's that's for sure true. But I think if his idea is to be like, let's have this like cool twist of an ending, right? Like you could you could do this. And then people are just seeing this like, oh, I might as well leave the theater. But then people who like stay at the end be like, wait, what the fuck was that? You know what I mean? So it's, it's like, like his post credit scene bullshit version. But it's almost more of a fake up because like it just feels like his B roll. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, but like if you see like at the time if you saw this happening in theaters, you would not get. I feel like most people would sit and be like, what is happening here? Movies usually stop and fade to black, and the credits just start rolling. Like something's well, going on here. This also reminds me in a weird way of the finale of Lost, where they end okay. the episode, they go to commercials, and they come back to the credits, and there's just the wreckage of the of the plane oh, on, on the beach. Yeah, that people was like, depressing. Wait, were they dead the entire time? And they're like, oh no, well, that was our mistake. It was just like extra footage that we had. It's like, well. Dudes. Think about what you're doing. Yeah, I know. What is even more awkward was that, I don't know if you watched, like, I, I could only take, like, a minute or two, but after they went to, like, Jimmy Kimmel Live or something, and they had, like, the cast on, and everyone had just finished watching it in the audience together. And, like, everybody was, like, crying, yeah. or, or almost about to cry, or just finished crying, and Jimmy Kimmel was like, all right, like, we're going to talk about Lost, and they brought everyone out, and everyone was just, like, super sad and depressed about it, and, like... Matthew Fox was just like, yeah, man, like, damn, like, it's over, damn. And I was like, I'm not watching this. You know what I just bought today, speaking of Matthew Fox, uh, on 4K, because it was 11 bucks, which it's going to ship in, like, a month to three months, is Jack Reacher. Oh, boy. I forgot. He's, uh... He's the bad guy. He's, like, all, like, real skinny and vain yeah. and, like, vascular in that. Here we go. Mike, we're getting real close. Oh, boy. Hand. What's the hand covering? And wouldn't he feel something? Oh, 100%. Maybe he's the guy who... God, that's such a weird shot. That's such a weird shot. It's not even over yet. Unbelievable. He's like, guy, move your hand already, man. The Palma's just going, and now. (laughs) It makes it seem like the dude stuck a Jolly Rancher onto the pillar before he left. It's almost like a like a David Blaine like magic. Like let me let me rub the six of clubs and like the six disappears. It's like a reverse. Like let me just rub this and oh, there's a diamond oh, in my hand now. A, a ruby. ruby ring. All right, come back next time. We will have you know Mike and I are going to go get lunch behind the scenes. We're going to figure out what the next movie is going to be. We don't know yet, but it'll be something family oriented, but not family man because we're going to do that in December. So. Uh, See you soon. Thanks for listening. Cageclub.me, mailbag at cageclub.me. Bye.